I assure you that Your MMA? No, unless it's got Masvidal. You, know, <laughs> you all know that. This is hilarious. This is about to be great. They all know that, dude. Nope. <laughs> nope. He isn't nope. paying attention to shit. Nope. But that's great because what will happen is he'll probably uh, – yo, what happened? Where'd everybody go? What will happen is he'll chime in and we can just – we can go with the cash take and be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, the cash would say that and we'll just elaborate on that. <clears throat> all right welcome to the second edition of the shit show that we just got done uh dealing with this is now the common chaos podcast and i am joined by my two good friends jordan madro and matt Mus- or wait oh, jorge's mascot okay jorge mascot. On jorge masvidal uh my good buddies matt and jordan are here with me uh what it do you're probably listening to the podcast version of this anyways we are going to cover ufc 273, which takes place tomorrow night, April 9th, Saturday, uh, from Jacksonville, Florida. Jordan and I did a little preview on Monday discussing what the fights this weekend are going to entail and what could potentially be some pretty crazy fucking just back-and-forth battles. A Bantamweight championship fight, a featherweight championship fight. We have the grudge match between Hamzat Chemaev and Gilbert Burns. We also have Mackenzie Dern facing Tisa Torres in a, in a uh, Bantamweight fight, or a, a strawweight fight, rather. Um, a lot of good shit, a lot of good shit to go over. Uh, first we got the, uh, we got the sponsors to throw up. Boom. Fight back CBD, save 20%. Use the promo code chaos. They got the best CBD products on the entire planet. Go check them out. I talk about them all the time. You can head over to the website, visit them, see what they have to do as far as their products and their, uh, their, uh, jujitsu gear that they have, but also their causes they give back to. Justin McClenney, owner of Fightback CBD, gives portions of the proceeds to those in recovery, going through uh, addiction recovery or some sort of rehabilitation program. So if you guys want to learn more about that, or if you know anybody that could use some help, definitely reach out to Fightback CBD. You can also check out phoenixfit.com. Save 15% by using my promo code chaosfnx at checkout. They've got supplements. I'm drinking their protein right now. This shit's going to put me to sleep. It's got melatonin in it. And, uh, yeah, they've got fitness gear, apparel, gym bags, a bunch of different shit. And you guys get to save 15% by using the promo code at checkout. And for every item you purchase, they donate a gallon of fresh water to someone in need uh, around the world. So that's great. They've already donated over 600,000 gallons, and uh, they continue to donate on a daily basis. You can check that out at phoenixfit.com. All right. So this weekend, Jordan, I know you know what's going on. Let's go. It's fight time. We've officially made weigh-ins. We have officially gotten the stare downs. Matt's pumped. Matt's pumped because he is uh, p- potentially going to hear about a fight that doesn't involve Jorge Masvidal. Matt, real quick, before we jump into UFC 273, let's get your take on uh, Jorge Masvidal and where he's going to go after his uh, one-sided loss to Colby Covington and then the uh, subsequential or consequential uh, face punch. Outside the steakhouse. Well, well thank it sounds you, like he took a W in the streets. Well, oh, thank you for w. passing the rock, Brian. I, and I yeah. and I just love to say that officially on the record, uh, my boy Jorge is done. You can't okay. get uh, yeah, you, you know, you can fight as look. 
take it from a guy who's been in plenty of fights out front of an Outback Steakhouse. It doesn't matter what you do out front of the Steakhouse. It matters what you do in the Octagon, okay? I am undefeated outside of Steakhouse. I've never had a fight inside the Octagon. And Jorge needs to get it done inside the mayonnaise and the mustard. He needs to get it done in the octagon. And he hasn't done that. We've seen flashy fights from him. And since then, we've only seen statistical losses. I don't want to see that shit. I don't want to see him lose to Colby Maga Covington. I want to see Masvidal dominate. But sadly, I think those times are behind us. And if I want to watch Masvidal, I'm going to go back and watch some of those bum fights in Miami. VHS. Beta. That is the most beta take I've heard. And you know what? It wasn't too bad of a take. That was not a bad Masvidal take from someone who, uh, you know, doesn't follow it that well. No, 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 that's that's bad. I follow Masvidal, hence my name, Jorge Moscock. If you want more <laughs> cock, you want Moscock. You know what's funny? A play on names. You ready for a real one? So there's this fighter. He's actually the middleweight champion of Bellator. His name's Gegard Mousasi. He's a former UFC fighter and a former Strike Force middleweight champion. Jordan, you're aware of him, right? No. You've never heard of Gegard Masasi? No. All right. Well, he's a badass. He's fought Rory McDonald and a couple other guys. Uh, he's, again, the Bellator middleweight champion. He's a fucking badass. And uh, it was Becca's first time watching him fight. And Who? they heard him. Becca. And they heard his you name. Nobody care about no Becca. They heard, she heard his name announced. Mm-hmm. And she thought that they said Gayhard and Saucy. As Gegard Musasi's name. Is that some slang term for something? I mean, we call him Gayhard and Saucy to this day. Because it's just, it's just what it is. He's Gayhard and Saucy. Anyways. Uh, so, Jordan, leading up to tomorrow. You know what else is Gayhard and Saucy? My order at Benihana. That's a fact as well. <laughs> that is a big fact. I'm going to throw a graphic up on here. What is your takeaway from what we've seen now fight week? Now that we've seen weigh-ins, now that we've seen the UFC's embedded episodes, going into the um, main event for Volkanovski versus Korean Zombie, what is our takeaway, and who do you think is winning? Does Volk seem too chill? It's a valid question. Why do you say that? Does Does Volk seem too like valid question? I don't. Why? I'm not sensing like like I know that Volk is a warrior. Like I know Volkanovski is an absolute warrior. He just like he seems to like chill. Like he seems like he respects his opponent like a bunch. And like that's cool that you do. Like obviously he probably does, but like where's the like where's the hunger? Where's the fight? Like even Gilbert and Hamza, like I didn't really think like they were gonna be getting at it the way that they started getting at it. Like, where is that? I mean, that's valid. Uh, you know, that's a valid thing. He got shit to worry about. That's why he's so chill. That's you know, an also a valid take. Ask now, me, ask me this, Brian. You think you think Volk watches previous tape? You think he watches film? You think he studies yeah, I think this he opponent? Because I of course bet he you does. he saw Jung's loss to Brian Ortega in 2020, and I bet you he knows that he's got his number because Jung ain't got shit in the bag for Volk. Wait, Nelson. wait, who's who's who who's who's lost? When Jung lost to Brian Ortega, okay, yeah, but okay, that, that's a, that's a clear, yeah. that's a clear, that fight right there is a clear indication that the style that Volk brings to the fight, Volk's gonna whoop the shit out this motherfucker. You are, I don't accurate. know, man. That's you a are accurate in the sense beat the shit out this competitor. You're accurate in the sense that Volkanovski does have a different type of like 
pressure withhold like and about to kiss. he is he is able to withstand beatings but the ortega and korean zombie fight doesn't listen look at ortega's Dana. on a different Dana level as well protecting his forty thousand dollar investment and korean zombie is is something to be reckoned with he is dangerous now you are hey, right hey, in brian the sense what are zombies what what are zombies Anyways, uh, I love having the power. Uh, so <laughs> the the zombie takeaway here is that he can he can be aggressive. Zombies are fucking dead. <laughs> Damn it! Fucking you can. Dead. I gotta remove him. I gotta boot him. I can mute him, but I gotta learn to remove him when I really want to shut dead, him up. Brian, zombies are okay. fucking dead. So that is true. Zombies are dead. That is a fact. Now, that doesn't mean that the Korean zombie is not going to come out uh, with some sort of advantage or some sort of strength in this fight. In fact, he's actually pretty elusive. He's actually known to be a pretty decent counterfighter, and he does have great submission skills. Now, you and me talked about this. We talked about how uh, the Korean zombie or how Brian Ortega is without a doubt probably the best submission specialist in the featherweight division, and he threw it on Volkanovski, and to Matt's point, uh, Volkanovski was put under some really tough pressure in two really deep submissions in the fight that he had with Brian Ortega. Now, to your comment about Volkanovski being too relaxed, he acknowledged that Korean Zombie is a formidable opponent during Thursday's press conference, and he went on the record and said that you know he's not overlooking um, Korean Zombie, even though people did want the Max Holloway fight, the trilogy fight, because he understands that the zombie can still be dangerous. And I think that that's an appropriate assessment from Volkanovsky's part. I don't necessarily that think I don't think that means that he's not taking it serious or he's maybe too laxed. He seems like he's got a point to prove. He keeps bringing it up that he wants to be the goat and he wants to be considered the best. So I think he's coming out with a very like stern point to prove, but I don't necessarily know if he's like underestimating anything. He's yeah, overestimating his opponent, Brian. A zombie is dead. Dead. Zombies are brainless. They're lifeless. They just kind of so are you now own. in the corner of zombie? Are you now in zombie no, this no, zombie zomb is not lifeless. This zombie is full of life. He's relentless. He can fuck people up. He is one of the he is one of the few elite of that division. Like we could probably count them all on one hand. Volk, uh, Holloway, Ortega, uh, zombie, and if he proves himself in a couple more fights, Yair Rodriguez. That's true. not really much else like right now. That's true. Like, like I said, the, the, the only other intriguing story outside of those five are is Dan Hooker. The only let, one. Let me I ask mean, you nah, something. Man. Man, Hooker's man on a little bit man. of a loss. Hook, hold on. Hold on. Hooker's on a loss on a couple losses, like three or four or five, I think, of his last five. Uh, two of them coming back to back. I don't know if there's necessarily much that Dan Hooker is going to be putting up in the featherweight division. And I actually think he might go lightweight, but. That's no, I'm saying like it'll be interesting. I'm saying that's an interesting story to see what's going to happen with him. That's I'm not true. saying he's elite. I'm saying like if I mean he is a great fighter, and if he puts it I back mean, together, he could could be potentially potentially be a problem. I don't I don't want to discredit Korean Zombie in any way, and that's not what this comment is meant to do. I think my following comments are probably going to uh, back that up as well. But Korean Zombie and Dan Hooker is a hell of a fucking fight. It would be a great fight. That's a hell of a fucking. But I think fight. I, I think I think I think Hooker got to got to fight somebody lower. Like he got to start down. All right. So who do you think who do you think takes this fight? Now that we're now that we're actually seeing them weigh in, we've seen the attitudes, we've seen the embeddeds. They've been very cool and very respectful of one another. They're acknowledging each other's strengths and the potentials. Who wins and in what round and how? 
for Volkanovsky, Korean Zombie. Volkanovsky. But I think right. I but I think Volk's gonna win by decision. Okay, decision. All right, that's yeah. valid. Now I'm gonna throw this next question at you for all the fights that we're going to go through. Okay. You called Volkanovsky by decision. In the reality that Korean zombie wins this fight, how does he win it? Knockout. Okay. He, that's valid. He's going he gonna sleep he's gonna sleep the shit out of Volkanovsky if the, if he wins this fight. All right. My heart, my head and my heart, both. Are well, actually, my head more so is saying Volkanovsky. I think for the tactical and the and the logical uh, side of things, right? He is a better well-rounded fighter, as Matt pointed out. He does have the grit and the determination to get past most dangerous spots, uh, as we saw in the Ortega fight. So I am going to say Volkanovsky. I can see a stoppage. I could see a stoppage in the third or fourth round. You know, if he's really putting the beating on uh, Zombie. And uh, that's how I'll call it for, for now. If I did have to go with a zombie win, are you ready for this? And here's my sleeper pick. And fiction. Of, Pure fiction. Zombie, as of today, was was a plus 600 or 570 favorite or some shit like that. So you, <clears> could, <throat> win, you could win 500 bucks on a zombie bet. Yeah, right? you could also burn this? $500 if you want to. You know what? You want to know, you wanna know my, my, uh, how zombie gets it done? Puts Volkanovsky to sleep. I was going to say a, submission. With a, with a sub, son. And here's how that gets done. You ready? Zombie is a really good counter striker. He is mm -hmm. really good at countering strikes, especially off of angles. And Volkanovski's always coming in in short burst angles. He comes in, he closes distance because a lot of times he's shorter, but he works angles with his strikes and it catches people off guard. And that's how he was able to kind of get around Ortega's reach, you know? Mm -hmm. Volkanovski, I think, is, or uh, Zombie, I think, is going to be able to get some off stepping in. And I think if he catches a fucking Volkanovski, He's going to lay it in as tight as he possibly can. And we know that Volkanovski's not going to tap. But could yeah. you imagine if Zombie fucking walks away with the put of the sleep submission? How crazy wild. that would be. That's my, oh, sleeper. Be insane. That's my sleeper pick if uh, if it goes the alternate reality version. That's it. Yeah. Is zombie, zombie by chokeout. That'd that's be a, a wild one. Guy. Matt, I know that there's not going to be much substance here, but who you who you calling? The zombie? You want the dead guy or you want the fucking Volk? Look, I'm going to give you this one for free. Dern's going to whip the shit out of Torres. But if you want to know about this zombie, have like y'all ever eaten kimchi? Because kimchi mm -hmm. is easily digestible. Yeah. Okay? Just like Korean zombies, they easily digest. He ain't shit. He ain't got shit for Volk. Okay, Volk is gonna mop the fucking floor with the Korean zombie. Korean Kim undead kimchi is what I like to call him. He ain't okay. That's enough of that. Anyways, I know. Moving on to the bantamweight championship, the co-main event of the evening, possibly the people's main event, in the fact that we are getting a grudge. It's my match, main event. A grudge match. It is between Petter Jan. The interim champion at the bantamweight level, which is 135 pounds, versus the reigning champion, the defending champion, and what many consider not the rightful champion, Aljamain Sterling. Whew. What do you got for this one? Oh, jeez. I'll tell you what. I love the antics. Aljo is definitely making this entertaining. I love that. Um, I am also willing to say that he is a better, he has a more chance of winning this fight than uh, maybe people will give him the chance, but nah. It's all yawn. Piotr got something to prove. He's about to whoop Aljo up bad. Damn. Bad. Super bad. 
All right, all right. But I, I mean, but talking about rightful champions, okay? I had to hit Balls Mahoney over the head with a lead pipe and take this belt in a Philadelphia Waffle House, okay? I beat him over the head, and I ate scrambled eggs. I don't give a fuck. The ECW okay? champion, if people are wondering, he is the ECW World Heavyweight Champion. Pichelle's gonna beat the fuck out of Madsen. That's a free one, okay? Fuck the Korean zombie. All right. How, answer me. You already this. chose how many, zombie. How many chose wars them. has Korea won? All right. We're completely off the Korean zombie fight, a hundred percent. So nobody pay attention but check, to that. But I want to. I want to throw this point in there because I. I think this is a very interesting thing. Is that Aljamain Sterling put uh. Corey Sandhagen out lightning quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. He did. So we like about that on Monday a little bit. But in the first fight, I didn't really see Aljamain really getting anything like as in like real takedowns. Like so he eventually MMA, was just starting to get bullied, like in the takedown department. So like the, the MMA master there, look at Matt and all his glory with this belt on. Gonna lose Go a bunch of fucking J Brones. You understand me? Okay. <laughs> Bro. All right, that's his heavyweight championship belt. Uh, he's having a great time. Uh, yes, the your point, the MMA math doesn't really add up there because Aljamain Sterling absolutely slept Sanhagen, and Sanhagen and Peter Yon went to the fucking, went to decision. That was a, a fantastic fucking interim fight and went to decision. And a lot of people cemented Peter Yon as the fucking greatest after having that fight. You know, they are anticipating that he fights the likes of TJ Dillashaw and other top bantamweights. You know, and yeah, he is considered to be the best by many. You are right. Algerine Sterling looks phenomenal. He is coming in in tip-top shape. He came in. He's coming in with the steel mindset. He's coming in with the idea that he is going to win, that he is the best. Healed, healthy, apparently. He's, he's yeah, healed up. He got upset at the weigh-ins. I don't know if you saw that, but he got a little emotional and said that he's ready to prove everybody wrong. He is convinced that the headlines are going to read. He shocks the world and, sh and silences the critics and all this other stuff. He is completely enveloped in the fact that he's going to be able to defeat Petrion and make sure that he makes a statement doing it. And I'm just interested in to see what he's going to bring. Cause you're right. I don't think he was winning that first fight. He had his moments, you know, he had his moments in both the first two rounds, but after that going into the fourth, it wasn't, we saw the tide, the tide was turning to Petrion and it was going in his, in his favor and barring some weird accident or some weird turn of events. I don't think that Aljamain Sterling was going to, uh, was going to, you know, get that back and i don't i don't i can't say that he's going to come in with any better game plan this time interesting wrinkle in this whole story Ooh, and like we've been following we've been following this for the whole thing oh, yes is, yes yes we have Piotr yawns corner problem mm. he thinks or so like there's been talk of now is henry cejudo who is going to be their cornering korean zombie yes he is and uh sean o'malley who just you know, he lives close. He's probably going to show up anyway. Mm -hmm. They may not corner Piotr now. So is Jan about to go into this match without like anybody in his corner? So from my understanding, the, he has to have a corner in order to fight. That's part of the commission's uh, requirements. So he does have to have a corner. Uh, and for some background into what me and Jordan are talking about, uh, Petr Jans is from Russia and his cornermen and trainers are having some issues or were having some issues getting their things regulated so they can get into the U.S., visas and whatnot. And so he was basically calling on a round robin of Bantamweight contenders or people to corner him. Uh, he mentioned Khabib Nurmagomedov, former lightweight champion, many consider the best in the world. Uh, at one point, 
and Sugar Sean O'Malley, who is a bantamweight contender who just broke, broke the top 15. He's very popular. He went on his podcast saying that he would help. And so it looked like that he was going to be in the corner. It looked like that things were going in that way. He was learning Russian a little bit. They had talked about on his podcast that they had agreed to it, and he would be willing to show up and help Peter Young. There was also some talk that Henry Cejudo was going to be in the corner. They had communicated via Twitter, and it seemed like all but officially agreed to working together. They verbally agreed to it, at least through Twitter. And come to find out, you know, they haven't been around him during fight week. They're not showing up on any of the embedded episodes outside of Triple C, Henry Cejudo being with the Korean Zombie. They've not been seen with Petrion. Sean O'Malley's not been seen at all either. So, yeah, I don't really know what to make of that. We were kind of hyped because in pro wrestling fashion, the me and Matt love, we were about to get a super stable of fighters coaching. And mind you, Henry Cejudo is the retired Bantamweight champion. And Sean O'Malley's also in the Bantamweight division. So Petr Jan, who's considered the best in the 135, the Bantamweight division, was going to have two other potential Bantamweight contenders corner him, which is kind of fucking crazy. This is like a, a pro wrestling twist, if you will. And it was something a lot of us MMA fans were really excited about because Sean O'Malley is a very dynamic striker. He's very good. And he's an up and coming star, a phenom, some are calling him. Uh, Henry Cejudo is literally the first champ champ and the first or uh, one of the, uh, a champ champ and is also the first Olympic gold medalist to also have champ champ status in the UFC. So he's considered the champ champ champ. That's a crazy crushing the coaching corner. game right now. Too. Crushing the corner game and is hopefully going to take Korean zombie to a victory. I mean, it would have been a crazy storyline had he had these guys in his corner and it would have been really something to see how they would have brought and changed his game plan. Mm hmm. So, I mean, so maybe they show up. Who knows? Okay, like, I was going to ask, are you at the consensus where you don't think they are? You think they're out? I don't know. I also think maybe to an extent that it's it could. There's a small possibility that it's mind games. I thought that's like, too, right. Yeah, we you know, that. like because like, I mean, like Aljo's been trolling doing shit. So it's just like, do I, you know, what do you like? What do you do if like you realize they show up and all of a sudden like he walks out and Khabib's with him and shit like you're just like, oh, Fuck. yeah see like, I'll, I'll, I'll say that dude the whole the fight game is so mental that's why like you talk about all those dudes go up there and be like i know i'm gonna win knock them out in the first round yeah because you gotta you gotta you have to believe that if you go yeah. in there with a sliver of a doubt that you're gonna get knocked out you're probably getting knocked out like yeah you know and I, i'm not gonna play into aljo's like antics but walking around with the mma rulebook for dummies and the football helmet and playing all these antics he's doing he better come out with a really solid game plan because if he goes out there and gets wrecked after the way he's playing up this whole MMA rule book for dummies and the, bringing the helmet so he has head protection and won't take the knee and fucking you better come out with a good game plan, man, because the antics aren't cutting it, I don't think, especially in this situation if Petrion does come out with some killers in this corner. But I got, uh, I think I got, I got Piotr's second round knockout craziness okay all right Matt. second he's gonna beat the fuck out of him that's asleep that was asleep uh <laughs> go back to sleep matt you're good uh so <laughs> petter yawn or aljamain sterling oh no look i want to say he's gonna get that yawn is gonna get eaten up like non-bread but unfortunately yawn is gonna take the victory in this one Hands down, look, I don't make a lot of bets, but when I do, I make them big. Put all your money on Jan. Uh, he's actually the favorite, so don't put a lot of, a lot of money there. Yeah. Uh, look, I just, 
I just have one point to make before I take my beautiful championship gold and get the fuck on out of here to meet my parole so officer. Terrified. So Dana White ain't paying his fighters worth shit. And you know it, and you know it, and I know it, and everybody else knows it. I was paid more for a fucking shift at Ross than any of the fighters this weekend is getting paid. And they getting their asses beat by Yan Bread and Korean zombies and all sorts of dudes. It's like, come on. Can't you break bread and pay a motherfucker? Dana, you got the money. Do it. Okay, this is the champ. All right, Matt signing off with his with his moral statement to Dana White. I was going to have him give his social media reads and have him do a plug, but he bounced. I don't know if he wants to come back or not. It doesn't look like it. Uh, all right, so you we'll said – in the private chat. Petter Jan, uh, second round. Second round knockout, man. Second I round think, knockout. I think, I think he's. I think he's coming for blood. I do too. And you ready for my alternate? I okay. So I'm gonna my head statistically, Peter Yon. I'm gonna go with like uh, I'm gonna go third round, third round. I think he's got to take him into third or fourth round because again, Aljo started strong. He started strong, and I think if he's gonna come out with a decent game plan, he'll probably try to start strong again. And hopefully, uh, for his sake, he'll be able to ride it out for like a round and a half. But I see third, fourth round getting tough. Um, I'll go fourth. I think he could probably lay it on. I think he is gonna be aggressive. You ready for my alternate reality one? Mm-hmm. A repeat of the first one. Homeboy is too aggressive and does something stupid and fucks up again. Oh my! Especially God, not having a corner. Communication issues, some stress. Don't fuck up again. Yeah. Pouncing. You don't mean to tell me fucking Aljo is going to go down and stay on a knee for a hot second just to see, just to see if another knee comes through and cracks him. He won't, he won't, he won't, he won't fucking, he gets cracked again with the knee, bro. He's going to be like, I told you he fights dirty. He'll stay down. He'll stay down. I told you oh, for sure. Started. You know, you just got to hope that happens within the first two rounds or they go to the scorecards. <clears throat> All, right. All right. I didn't throw up a graphic on. for that one, but I'm going to throw up a graphic for this one. I mean, bro, I don't know what else to say about this fight other than the press conference that they had on uh, Thursday and then the fucking um, the, uh, weigh-ins today. I mean, the weigh-ins didn't get too crazy, but you can definitely tell they're in someone's in someone's head. And I just don't know how it's going to shape up, but Gilbert Burns versus Hamzat Shemaya's son. Yeah, I um shit talking this, galore now. They're just back and back and forth at each other. It's getting dirty. Yeah, it's starting. It's starting. It's starting to pick up, man. I, I feel. I feel like this really is like such a big fight, and it's like not even the title fight of the of the whole thing. Like, I really feel like Hamzat. I wonder. I wonder. The X factor of this is there's so much pressure on Hamzat to be like he has to beat Gilbert Burns. He has to like because if he doesn't, then people you're gonna start questioning. Well, is the hype real? All this like you know it's gonna make him having to win a second fight even more important. Like it's it's a big deal, and for Gilbert's side of it, like. He's probably like, bro, I've been here. Like, I've been in here. Like, why why are y'all thinking like that? Like, I'm about to just get rolled over. Um, but the thing is, man, Hamzat really is that guy. Like, you're seeing videos resurface about dudes being like, I don't even know this kid's name, but there's some dude training over in Sweden 
Um, yeah. he's Brian the fucking he's the fucking real deal. Um, Brian Stan used to be a UFC commentator and an analysis for different or- MMA organizations. He was also a UFC welterweight contender and a WEC welterweight champion. So he's very knowledgeable. And back in like 2017, when he was still working with the company. He was saying, yeah, there's this dude from Sweden that's just smashing people, and he's probably going to be a champion shortly after he enters in with the kind of way that he's acting. you got to keep in mind, Hamzat's 26. 2017, 27 maybe. 2017 was five years ago. He was 21. He was 21 or 22 years old being talked about like that. If this is – people are speculating that that's Hamzat. But, you know, if that's who they're talking about and that's who this really was – that is fucking crazy, man, that a 21, 22-year-old was coming in and decimating former champions and is slated to be a champion. And he's only had five, you know, four years to hone his craft, and he's been in the UFC for the last two, and he's been wrecking it. Like you said, he's he is determined to win this fight, and he's slated to win this fight, and it is a disservice to Gilbert Burns, if you ask me. I think that's offensive. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Um, I think it's I think it's going to be a great fight. Uh I do think that it's gonna. This fight is actually gonna probably go to a decision mm. because it's. As, no. I feel like I feel like everybody's everybody's strengths are grappling. Like there's there's power in and from both of these fighters. Do not get me wrong. But Gilbert Burns is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Hamzat Chimaev is a big wrestler. Like I feel like this is gonna be a big ground fight. Uh, I I don't I don't know if I see somebody getting knocked out in this fight as much as I see it happening in like Jan's fight or even Volkanovski zombie. Like it is, I think it's gonna. I think it, there's just there's so much to to be uh, there's so much to prove in this fight. You know, because you I mean this is because whoever ha- wins this fight is probably facing Colby Covington for the shot of a tit- at a title. Uh, so we touched on this a little bit on Monday. I think that if Hamzat wins, he gets a title shot. I think if he wins, he just gets a title shot. You don't, th- you don't think so. I didn't, I didn't hear the, I didn't hear the video or I didn't like, uh, see anything. <coughs> I didn't see anything about it, but, um, I, I guess he was on Pat McAfee. And I think he said, if Hamzat wins, he's going to face Colby, but oh, I would imagine it'd be the that? same for. I, I guess I, I don't have a confirmation on that. I just, it just popped up in my Instagram oh, feed. Damn. Like I didn't see a video, but I mean, I mean was, that seems logical. Like, I mean, does. Colby has proven, no matter how you feel about Colby, Colby has proven that he is the number one. Like he is the guy to get through before you go to Kamara Usman. You have to. I mean, to, to, that makes sense. You are right. He is number one. He is considered a gatekeeper only because he's lost to Kamaru twice, right? For Colby to get another title shot, it would be real tough. If Gilbert Burns was to win versus Hamzat, a Gilbert-Colby match makes sense because you also have a time frame before Leon and uh, and Kamaru get to fight come July or June or July, whenever that is, right? So that's a ways off. I think it's that far off. I believe that's a ways off. And... Outside of that, we've already seen Colby and Gilbert Burns both fight for the title. So yeah, make them go at it to see who gets another shot. Even so, Gilbert Burns gets another one, if you're asking me, with a win over Colby because Colby's already had two, right? Now, Hamzat winning, I think you just steamroll him. I think you take him all the way to the top. I don't want to see a third Colby-Kamaru fight before I do a Hamzat fight. And I think I don't think Hamzat needs to prove... If he beats Gilbert in... 
astounding fashion. Like he comes in and starches him or puts him to sleep or does some crazy shit. He has to get a title shot. If he comes in and it's a contentious decision, it makes sense to fight Colby. But if he comes in and just starches and really proves the point that he's a fucking phenom and just out of this world, you got to give him a title shot. That's huge. That's money. It's so much money. I just, yeah, but I just don't agree. Like, the only reason I want that I think that's okay, one is because I still choppy too, or was I good there? Yeah, it's still choppy. But like, um, Colby, I mean, like I said, Colby has proven himself. And furthermore, bro, do you know how fucking entertaining Kamzat versus Colby, like the press conferences, it's going to be like, it's it's going to be so out of control. It's going to sell like, and it's going to be paired with another great fight, obviously. So like, it, it's going to be musty TV. It's going to be really exciting. And for the Gil, fact you know, that he for, does on the call him side of, come shot. Huh? He does call him come shot. Yeah, yeah. All he does is call him come shot and shit. And like, you know, it really is a chance to prove yourself to fight for the title. And Colby's trying to prove himself a chance to fight for the belt again. So like. If you want to says okay, you want to prove it, then stop Hamzat or Gilbert from taking your fucking spot. It makes sense. I'm all about it, man. It seems like a great, it seems like a really great story for a thing. And it gives uh something for Kamaru to pay attention to. It does make sense, but I think it I think you would have to warrant it off of a contentious decision on Kamzat's part. You know, again, if he comes in and just starches, I don't think you can deny him. I don't think you can deny him uh, you know even with a mediocre decision win, but then that's where I want to go. Okay. If you barely beat Gilbert, I do want to see you against Colby. I do want to see you. Yeah. Against Colby. I am going to boot myself real quick and then come back, man. So yeah, if it's choppy, I, I got to get out of here. So I'll be back here in a sec. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I would definitely love to see what Hamzat and Colby could do. Cause they're both premier wrestlers. So it's just one of those things to see like, who's the better wrestler of the, all of this. Um, I think so. I think that'd be great uh, to see those two get at it, uh, especially with Gilbert, because Gilbert also, like I said, he's a he's a black belt in jujitsu. Like that shit is so fucking definitely would be great fights. That's accurate. So if you have to call it, which round and which which uh, method of victory are we looking at? Uh, hang on, you're still. Oh shit, dude! That bad? Fuck! I don't know what happened? Think maybe it's a cable, like unhook a cable or something. I didn't even do anything though. I'm just gonna switch to Can you hear me now? Is it any different? Or better? No? Still bad? <clears throat> yeah, it's still pretty bad. Alright, give me a sec. Entertain the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna say other other than those three cards we have the Mac- mackenzie dern and tisha torres they were they were getting at it too today in the uh at the press conference that shit will be interesting i'll definitely be stoked to see that it's just this whole fucking card full of great 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 fights man it's gonna be super exciting it really is. What can, is this a little bit better now? I mean, making it, making it. No, still bad. Fuck, man. All right. Well, I guess we're signing out with bad connection. I don't know what the fuck the deal is. I don't know what happened. That was weird. All right. Well, 
Jordan Mato. They're going to find you at Jordan Madro on Instagram and Twitter, right? <laughs> I wish I could understand what you're saying. Fuck. All right, guys. Well, we are out of here. And yeah, I'll try to fix this on the back end. We'll be back. We'll be back to talk uh, talk about this shit after. Post-fight show. Yes, yes. Take it easy. We'll be out of here. And uh, yeah, have fun. Have fun watching the fights, everybody. Boom. Take care.